I'm ready. Sorry, my friend just got the Ninja Creamy that I wanted for... Well, it, I I wanted yeah. it. It wasn't like mandatory, but it was on my wedding wedding registry. So I'm a little jealous. Wait, what was it? The Ninja what? Ninja Creamy. It's a really cool yeah. little... It's a little ice cream maker that you can just put like, like yeah. chocolate milk in and other ingredients and it'll whip it up into an ice cream. It doesn't have to be chocolate milk. I see a lot of people use the Fairlife protein milk just to make a quick and easy protein chocolate ice cream. So at least, at least someone I know has it because I'm very just hyped about the idea of making ice cream. It's fine. We don't have room for it. I just yeah. had I just had big dreams. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I hear you. I asked for a lot of big stuff too on a registry, just and just just on the whim that someone might be like, yep, I'll buy that huge thing. You know? yeah. and, it, <laughs> and it works out because as she just messaged me, um, yeah. I can just get pint containers and use her ninja freezy to make my ice cream. Nice. There you go. It looks like it says ice cream, gelato, milkshake, sorbet, and smoothie bowl. So you could do yeah. it all. That's awesome. Yeah. Um Anyway, welcome to the Real Horror Show podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, joined by the Stormy Skies. Hello. This is our mini show where usually we pick our next movie, but since we're doing a Saw retrospective, we know what we're watching for the next half a year. Yeah, uh, surprise, surprise. Saw 3 is next. Um, but we also use the mini show to talk about a TV show we're watching. This happened because we were just already doing it when we were both watching Outlander at the same time. So why not yeah. make it a thing? And I'm still waiting for like Outlander's final season to like go on Netflix. It'll probably be like three years in the making yeah. to well, get it there. Right? The most current season's not its last season, actually. I think they're getting ready yeah. to do the final season. I don't oh, know. Okay. It, they're yeah. weird with it because the book series isn't actually finished. So I don't know if they want to declare a definitive last season until they know how the books are going to end. Gotcha. Okay. And it, I won't say it's like a Game of Thrones situation, <laughs> yeah. but it is a situation where it takes uh, what's her face a really long time to write the books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took like, I think it was a 10 year gap between um, heart, blood of my own heart or whatever and <laughs> yeah. tell the bees that I am gone. Oh, okay. Um, because they're hefty books and I don't think they need to be that hefty. Yeah, they are really hefty for sure. Because I don't know. Working on my own novel, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how a book can be over a thousand pages. I'm sorry. At I some know, point, you just need so to cut bad. some shit out. I know, like please, like it. As a reader, like if it's like three hundred pages, I'm just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like okay, if not, it's like a textbook. You know, like come on, like I can do it. But the reviews had better be fucking damn good. Right. It better be like so engaging that I just don't even, it do, I just like breeze through it quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm not like checking my page count every time. Like how many more pages in this chapter? You know what I mean? So right now I'm reading if when we were villains, uh, which is a very beautifully written book, but it is hefty. I don't have the page count because I'm doing it on Kindle, but I, there's 12 hours left in the book and I've already read three hours worth of of the book. Yeah. But, but it is going fast. So you're right. Like, well, good. Like if your story needs to be 500 pages, that's fine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Outlander does not need to be 800 pages <laughs> because I haven't read the books, but yeah. I've read people talking about the books. And even yeah. they say, 
we don't need detailed <laughs> descriptions of their chores. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need another history lesson about the same thing that happened in the last book because yeah. it's like a week later. <laughs> if it's but, that long, I feel yeah. like time doesn't pass very quickly. Um, but uh, I have other issues with, uh, I can't yeah. remember her name outside of just... The, the outlander author. Okay, cool. Yeah, how, how wordy her stories oh, are just... There are other things that happened historically other than rape. Like, yeah, not every single member of this family needs to be sexually Uh, assaulted. uh, Yeah, Jesus. Especially when they moved the series to America, they uh, colonized in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, Like, you're in the colonies now, (laughs) right before the American Revolution. There are more interesting stories than, oh, Claire is getting... Gang raped by like 12 men. You thought you thought one man was worse back in the day, but nope. We're back with 12. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's um that's all she can think of to do, I guess. Is she's like, what's the most traumatic thing I can think of as a woman? Maybe it's just rape. Yeah. It's like you can do other crazy shit too. People were fucking insano. You know what I mean? Back in the day, I feel like so. Yeah, there's like no rules. Almost, yeah. I feel like. But anyway, if we were villains, would you recommend me reading that? Because that sounds kind of interesting reading the summary. Yeah, it's it's really good so far. Oh, I cool. really like how the authors has written the dialogue because it's about a bunch of theater kids. So instead of doing yeah. um quote, blah blah blah, I said yeah. she write or they, I don't I can't remember if it's a yeah. she. Um yeah. they write it as stage dialogue like character name dialogue and then instead of chapter chapter one it's scene one and so far it's very good that's cool all right cool if we were villains ml rio yeah and i'd I'd probably do what you do i read like a huge book on the kindle so i don't have to hold a heavy book (laughs) and yeah like because i read before like bed (laughs) yeah This is my Kindle easy to travel book. I also have a couple library books I'm reading, which are shorter and faster reads just because this is going to be a little bit of a slower, enjoyable read for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That sounds great. And audiobooks. Don't be intimidated by how many books I can read at one time. I have a very specialized skill (laughs) set. That's awesome. For a career I planned on having but never did where reading many books within a week was mandatory. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. In fact, I would actually say I'm a very slow reader by publishing industry standards. Uh, yeah, yeah, because people get crazy with like just reading to read just to say they've read so many books um, in like a span of time. You know what I mean? Like, aren't there challenges where they're like, read like 50 books in a month mm-hmm. or else you suck? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really care for the competitiveness yeah. that... um the reading community on TikTok has created yeah, because it's more about consumption rather than yes rather than enjoying the story enjoying the story um yeah just finding what you like and just like yeah and listening to the way they review some of the books they've read it's pretty it's like they're just reading the back cover it doesn't feel like they've fully enjoyed it I've heard people say to get through books faster they just read the dialogue in books and I'm like I'm sitting here as a playwright like yeah dialogue's important I know how to tell stories pretty much just through dialogue but when I'm working on actual prose oh yeah the not dialogue is also important yes it is (laughs) that's where the plot is 
the exposition like come on man but anyway i'm sure that you and i could go on this for forever yeah. but yeah if we were villains i'll i'll take a look yeah it's at really that. good so far that sounds cool yeah theater kids i just so. i love dark academic pretentious assholes and that's what this book is and every time i ask you for a book recommendation it's like fantastic mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i ask you sometimes whenever i'm like i can't find myself i'm just gonna ask sam and you always like come up with like three yeah and they're all great <laughs> they're all yeah. exactly what i'm looking for even, well, i think we even have verity even yeah, verity, verity i really so liked good. and i know like colleen hoover is like yeah very not well liked in the reading community anymore because oh yeah reasons um okay i'll have to google that yeah but <laughs> yeah, yeah. no i i liked verity i thought oh this that is a really insane. this is a really good fast-paced thriller that'll help get you out of your reading slump yeah thank you that and also you recommended other stuff that was more like um risque yeah. um <laughs> but i was like yeah sam knows exactly what i want to read yeah. so I'm, I'm really glad that you get me yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah. <laughs> speaking of highbrow literature, shall we talk about Mask uh, of the yes. Red Death and get into this episode of Follow cool. the House of Usher? All right, let's do it. Yeah, it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Mask of the Red Death is a short story by Edgar Allan Poe, and it's about this prince named Prospero who thinks he's above the plague that is happening. Like all the poor people outside of the castle, outside of nobility, really, are mm. all dying from this mysterious horrifying plague and he's like not my problem i'm gonna have a big party yeah and so everybody (laughs) shows up to this party they're all wearing masks and this cloaked figure wearing a red funeral shroud and a like death mask we can say it's a skull mask shows up and they're all like this asshole wasn't invited let's get him and when when they finally catch him there's nobody in the cloak and it turns out the cloak is covered in plague particles and all the nobility at the party catch the plague and die horrible deaths. And the whole point of the story is Edgar Allan Poe saying um, mm-hmm. the wealthy are not above the poor when it comes to these matters. They are not above death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all believe the same. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, but that's a very good... Um, it's a very good summary of that. I also want to point out a, a hilarious detail that I think that the the person is like on a horse <laughs> like in the party, maybe. I could be wrong, but I I feel I like I remember illustrations with a horse. I see on a horse and it's like, who's this guy on the horse inside of my home? Hit, hit him. But yeah, anyway, that's all. But that's excellent. And I think that like literally um, how you just described it echoes the the uh episode like mm-hmm. really really similarly yeah no i yeah. thought this was a really good adaptation of yes. mask of the red death yeah, a very good modern really adaptation good. it was so um, good i loved um carla's costume for this it's spot on to what's described in the short story yeah the cloak the mask she looked incredible with her long gray hair um so yeah let's break it down to how they modernized it and set it into the story as i predicted in the last episode um this is prospero's death episode uh should be obvious to any edgar Allan poe fan that prospero is probably going to die at the end of the episode titled mask of the red death Mm -hmm. um 
So <laughs> he's, he's the youngest of the six children and kind of uh, has youngest child syndrome. Um, he's, yeah. He's pissed off that his dad didn't get his nightclub idea, his franchise nightclub thing. And um, he's devising a plan to get back at his older brother by boning his wife. Yeah, like as you do. <laughs> and so he has to make an appearance at a family like yeah. like family uh court meeting it's not actually in the courtroom it's um settlement meeting or yeah. whatever you do before yeah yeah before you go to court to try and settle out of court yeah and yeah it turns out that the usher family industry has a bunch of really neat abandoned factories that mm-hmm. had to be abandoned because they may or may not have serious chemical contaminations going on yes <laughs> but Prospero having the mentality of a 12 year old boy is like, I'm going to have a rave here, which I can't blame him. That is a cool setting for a rave, but maybe yeah. do some safety checks before yeah. you tell everybody to leave their cell phones in lockers. Yes, but he's like, no, I want to do this within 48 hours, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Dude. So he moves forward with this and we get a little more backstory of um, Roderick and his sister, before the events of the show back to the 70s which i really like the 70s set pieces in this series so far yeah for sure very um water like, break believable very what i i was taking a water break oh, okay we meet his <laughs> uh he pitches a pill to the company that his mother worked at that he's desperate to like take over to like avenge his mother and oh yeah cool okay his his pill wasn't picked up by the people so he comes home and we meet Damn. his first wife who's absolutely delightful uh who's the who's the kid who's the oldest kid that i don't have? remember the oldest kid's name i think it's the the boy it's a, it's so, a boy oh okay yeah, so there's a boy toddler and then the oldest sister is the baby girl she's holding that's crying okay yes yes okay there's a lot of them to keep up with right that's what i'm trying i'm like oh yeah. there's a baby like which baby so <laughs> so yes uh okay. yeah yeah six kids by five mothers this is his first wife so she had two kids with him okay. and she's delightful she is absolutely wonderful I know, but she's so nice <laughs> um his sister does not like her which helps my theory that we're going to get some incesty vibes from the brother and sister like yeah the, the sister is towards the wife yeah feels more like a jealous ex-girlfriend than a sister i know she i was like why is she being such a bitch i know like, like they're eating they're eating dinner and the wife is hyping them both up like yeah. no you're so smart you know all the this chemistry you're gonna do something great in the pharmaceutical industry and then you you and your algorithms and um she's like is, a monkey could do an algorithm yeah the sister's like um <laughs> algorithms aren't high technology they have existed forever and ever and ever i know that she like goes on this like a very like you know scholarly tangent and i'm just like girl fucking just chill take the fucking compliment i know but she's like i'm better than any woman you'll ever be with roddy yeah. or whatever they call basically him. like yeah. and it sucks because roderick is clearly so in love with his wife and yes. oh the oldest daughter's name is annabelle yeah because, yeah yeah annabelle okay, because i really liked how they pulled in the poem annabelle lee yes in, okay, there she is. um that roderick is the poet kind of writing know, these like, poems. 
And, you know, that makes sense because Mm -hmm. um, you can't have Edgar Allan Poe exist in this universe because that would be weird. Yes. So (laughs) to still find a way to pull in the beautiful poetry he wrote, like Annabelle Lee. Yeah. And have it be a poem that Roderick wrote for his older daughter, I thought was very sweet. Yes, it is. I really thought that like once he started saying that they were gonna say oh an Edgar Allan Poe poem I just yeah. like wasn't sure what to expect yeah and I was like oh okay he's he's a poet I I get it so that was kind of cool that he did that I love reciting Annabelle Lee it's very romantic I could do mm-hmm. it anytime Sam yeah <laughs> because of holes <laughs> yeah. you've ever seen uh, holes you know yep um but also I want to I want to um say one more detail about the uh like pharmaceutical company that he like works at or like the the man that he pitches to his name is Rufus Griswold <clears throat> in real life this man was Edgar Allan Poe's biggest and most notorious enemy um he was also a, an author and a critic and after Poe's death he's like known for like defaming him and like mm-hmm. saying shit about him and stuff so like they made him like the the bad antagonist guy so Rufus Griswold is a name but not from a story from real life so I was like hey that's That's a really good detail I didn't think about that and I was about to ask you oh is that the guy that besmirched Poe's name and why we yes why that guy why (laughs) non-Poe scholars recognize Poe as this like depressed alcoholic asshole who married his 12 year old cousin yeah, and everybody was so mean to him. They're like, hey, but you know what? I'm so glad that Edgar Allan Poe is so, so famous, even mm-hmm. after his death, because everybody, it's just a big fuck you to all the people that, like, did, defa- like, you know, say, like, he could never, like, be anything. Yeah. He's he's everything to us now, so. Yeah, because <laughs> so it's, it's also a misunderstanding of how yeah. he died. His death is actually quite a bit of a mystery. The The general consensus is that he just drank too much and died in a gutter however the more nuanced belief in theory is he was a victim of clubbing which is yeah mobsters who had ties to a a particular yeah political candidate would mm -hmm. kidnap people and drink them to oblivion put them in different outfits and then commit voter fraud and yeah (laughs) that's take them all around town and vote 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 and then yeah that's what we think yeah, that's the more nuanced belief of what happened to. That's my theory, Edgar Allan Poe, because he was found wearing somebody else's clothes, and he was already an alcoholic. But if he mm-hmm. was like, you know, forced to be drinking and being threatened, uh, yeah, I think that makes the most sense, in my opinion. And then, like you said, alcoholism, and then some people say like rabies and like random shit like that. So yeah. it's really hard to know. Mm-hmm. And. Whenever I had, I had like this Edgar Allan Poe tour one time in Baltimore and one of the scholars said that he, um, whenever you're in the hospital for like delirium, they would treat you with alcohol at that time. You know what I mean? So like, there's so many things to it, but I agree. I think clubbing, I wish I could know. And it's really cool that it is a mystery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I I didn't realize his death was actually a mystery until I listened to another podcast, um, Mm -hmm. Unsolved Murders. And it was Edgar oh, Allan Poe. And I'm like, he wasn't murdered. He just I, I got know. too drunk one day and died of exposure in a gutter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool that there's like more to it. He's such a icon because everything was a mystery, you know, shrouded in darkness with him. Definitely. Uh, for the most part. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I, I like that nod that Griswold is the villain of both stories. 
Yeah. Um, because really, ultimately, the only thing we do have solid facts on is he married his 12-year-old cousin, but it is yeah. believed that she was going to marry someone much worse, and he did it to prevent that marriage from happening, because it's only really recently that people marry for love and not um, social social <laughs> reasons to better your standing in society, uh, mm-hmm. get more money. And she was like 13. And yeah. I guess she was in the process of being betrothed to like this 40 year old creepster. And then Poe married her to yeah. save her from that. But we, we never really know. And that that's, that's just, that's the 1800s for you. Right. I, exactly. And at the time marrying like your, I don't know if that was, that was his first cousin or second, I would have to look into that, but it was like normal. Mm-hmm. Like even, I feel like the age is like wishy-washy, but maybe that was normal too. Like, I, I don't know. I'd have to really like read about the times in America mm-hmm. on the East coast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know, I know yeah. it was normal for girls <laughs> yeah. to be married off that young, just historically, right. Yeah. But it wasn't common to actually like bed them. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you look through to like European monarch history, you have yeah. kids as young as six and seven being married to each other, but they're not expected to yeah, do anything right. until they're much older. Exactly. And I think that if you if you like read more into it, whenever he married her, I don't think that it was even mentioned that like he was a sexual man like at all. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So I mean never had a child, mm-hmm. you know, um and stuff. He had many loves. I don't but he never yeah. had any children. Yeah, he didn't have any children, you know. Uh that we know of. There was that mysterious right. cloaked figure that always left a rose on his <laughs> grave. Yes. But. I have like I have a uh suspicion that it's like that's the Poe toaster is like a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Poe toaster stopped going to his grave. As far as I know, but it, it, maybe they could came back. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you can either hear that, but it's like downpouring suddenly. Dude, really? Yeah. Oh man, it's like really cloudy here. Yeah. It's like your own Poe telling us that he's here, here with us. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying, stop talking about my cousin. Yeah. It's weird. I know. He's like, you have no idea. Um, um, his cousin yeah. did die tragically young, I think tuberculosis yeah yeah um I feel like she was like 16 or something yeah something like that dude but like way too young man they all fucking just died yeah Yeah. and that's who the poem Annabelle Lee is about Ah, yeah very very romantic poem every every woman Poe ever loved died of tuberculosis (laughs) like pretty much (laughs) and Poe's like I'm not sick why am I not sick Maybe he's the one that was giving them to Dude, maybe he was like magically immune yeah. to that. He's like, why? Why am I not? Oh, uh, I want to die. I'm never getting sick. I'm not sick. I'll just drink, you know. Yeah. So crazy. Um, but anyway, back from yeah, that back to... to the episode, mm-hmm. um, Prospero is like super into planning this party, um, <laughs> ignoring the red flags party. that there's chemical contaminations within the building. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for this party to happen in the building to explode. Right. Uh, that's what I'm waiting for yeah. too. But like in the, 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 I, I thought the floor was going to like fall down or something ooh, like that. That would have been good. Right. Um, he goes to his <laughs> oldest brother's house and invites his wife to the party. It hits on her. Very uncomfortable because like, I know yeah. the actor's probably like in his early twenties, but he's built like a 12 year old. Yes. Like a twink. 
And I'm like, please stop trying to be sexy. This is uncomfortable. I know, like, yeah, like she is like bigger than you. Sir, you are a child. Sir, you're little and I could pick you up. I could pick you up and throw you away. And, yeah, I could like toss, like a toss. Um, so <laughs> the party happens and um, apparently his his ulterior motives to this rave is all the important people who show up to his raves who are cheating on their spouses, doing shit they're not supposed to be doing. He's getting it all on camera. And I think his bigger plan is to probably blackmail these people for more money. Extort them or something. Extort them. um, And then probably use those profits without saying it's from extortion to tell his dad, see, my nightclubs are a success. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the parties, it's like a a sex party Mm -hmm. plus drugs, but like plus masquerade because the building is like an old school. It looks like a castle almost, like a giant mansion. Yes. Yeah. It's a very cool building. And (laughs) um, he, everybody starts doing ecstasy because it's a rave and that's just what you do. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) he goes out to his sex room where... Carla is waiting for him the mysterious ghost lady and he's Mm -hmm. like hey you're hot let's hook up and she's like no in fact you should probably end this party now while you still have a chance and he's like no no way (laughs) no no thanks I'm Prince Prospero yeah Prince Prospero yeah um so she's like all right I warned you and he goes back to the party And uh, we see from the brother's wife's point of view, we see Carla warning people that she doesn't want to die in this to leave the party. She's putting Mm -hmm. like a spell on them to make them leave. Yes. Including the wife. So she leaves as well as the bodyguards. And I'm guessing they also lock the doors. Either she did or the guards lock the doors. Yes. Yeah. Which is wild. (laughs) And um, at the, at the, critical moment of the party when everybody's like rolling and feeling it and having yeah. a good time stroke of um, midnight prospero looks to his assistant and gives them the go-ahead to <laughs> turn on the sprinklers yeah. and it's not water in the sprinklers it's that pesky chemical contamination dude i was and not prepared for that one. i wasn't either that was <laughs> such that was crazy that was so wild it was i was like holy shit because we did get a jump scare moment while um Roderick is you know telling the story to Dupin uh the jump scare moment where we see Prospero's charred corpse and I was like oh yeah it's definitely going to be like a big chemical fire that kills them I I wasn't (laughs) expecting acid rain acid rain I know um and that was yeah just so awesome and then you see their charred corpses at the end and Carla comes and says goodbye and gives him a kiss and puts the mask on his face and it's just all of these corpses uh, that have been like chemical burned and, yeah. yeah it's gnarly and this is what i wanted from oh my plan again that yeah that was a great ending um the 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 point of putting on the sprinklers was that he was like i want everyone at midnight to have sex only yeah. when the water comes down out of the sprinklers and then he, they, they were having trouble connecting to the main water source. He's like, no, this has got to be completely off of books. There, I saw water tanks on the ceiling of the, the castle. We're going to tap into those water tanks. But those tanks must have held like freaking at, like whatever kind of acid can burn through you, like your skin. Yeah. 
And I'm um, I'm yeah. sure they had major warning labels on the side of these containers. Hey, oh, yeah. this is because it was a factory. Uh-huh. Who know probably a yes. medical factory. So they yeah. probably had, you know, uh-huh. acids and uh-huh. other skin burning yeah things this is my husband's territory (laughs) not mine but that makes sense to me yeah no you're absolutely right and it makes sense that they would be stored on the roof because they were shut down for improper yeah protocols yeah I'm sure that they had like a big skull on the side Mm -hmm. that said like like caution or I don't know but like that was so crazy and Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god everybody is dead (laughs) <laughs> and so crazy. I think this works so well as a Mask of the Red Death adaptation because yeah. while it's not like COVID's going on and they had a party, it's yeah. he's ignoring these safety warnings. Like yes. he was at the settlement meeting where it was brought up that we believe yeah. there's dangerous chemicals still on the side of these properties. And this is why we're bringing you to court. Yeah. He assumed that there were just water tanks on this factory he didn't bother to do any research so it's just like in mask of the red death it's the vanity of prince prospero Mm -hmm. that leads to his own death yes absolutely and um the the party of socialites so at the end of the day like they're not above just like getting killed in like a stupid way yeah because of like being blinded by like i don't know greed and like wanting things done fast so for your own like pleasure I guess or you know all that so I think it was very smart and well Mm -hmm. done and very shocking too so Mm -hmm. I was so happy to be like because it really built up um to the end of the episode with like that huge insane ending so Mm -hmm. if you watch the first episode and we're we're trying to get hooked and weren't like move on to the second I yeah. I agree. This episode hooked me much more than yeah. the very expository first episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and it's so hard to wait to watch the second episode, which I now know. I can do and get ready for the next mini show in two Yeah, weeks. I know. I'm excited. What's the next um, The next episode? Is... It is Death in Rue Morgue. Murder in the Rue Morgue. Yeah, yeah. They do say Rue Morgue too in this episode. Mm-hmm. They said R-U-E was like a it stood for like their company name and I was like they're like Rue 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 Morgan I was like oh my gosh she said she said it yeah. <laughs> so that was cool and yeah so far with this yeah. second episode I really like how they're building an Edgar Allan Poe universe with all of his stories I like how they're all kind of coming together they because are. when I heard the concept I was like huh how are you gonna like tie these stories together what yeah in a way that makes sense in a modern setting and I think this is a great modern adaptation of uh, Red Death because, you know, you could go the COVID route, but that's, (laughs) I don't want to see that. That's that's, way too on the nose. This this is is so fun. This is so like, it it fits with the character they made Prospero to be in the first episode. Yeah. And then you just get this horrible, gross, grotesque ending that still lines up with what we know about the red death from the original short story where you know you get all these disgusting sores all over your body and you basically <laughs> yeah. start rotting from the outside and in and that's yes. what they looked like that is what they look like and whenever we do see his like jump scare when he's in front of his dad his, his face it almost looks like a zombie face but it's mm-hmm. just like tight skin it reminds me of hellraiser whenever that guy loses all his skin Mm-hmm. remember that and he's just like a body with no skin so it's yeah. just his muscles <laughs> no so this 
was very yeah. good. Bravo, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. Thanks for getting there. Because um, yeah. I was, I and like Sam knows this, I was like skeptical and it was really tough for me to move past episode one because it was like, yeah. not boring, was, but I was like, uh -huh. It was very expository. It was, yeah, yeah. So episode two, I'm really pleased with that. Like, I just, I love the buildup because we're thinking one thing, oh, chemical yes. fire, obviously. Yeah. And then it's so much worse. I just, and I, I kept thinking explosion too, you yeah. know what I mean? Like for some reason or, or, or like collapse uh, one or the other, but I was not anticipating the, no the thing. And they kept, I should have paid attention because they're like, oh yeah, no water, the water, the water. And I was like, I didn't even think there would be anything wrong with the water, like for a second. No. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. No, that but was no. It was acid. Such a creative way to. I know. And the story of this prince, this prince Prospero. Prospero. So he is killed. So he's the youngest. Um, dude, how are you liking Mark Hamill's like characters? Like the I keep forgetting it's Mark Hamill. Dude, I like him yeah. a lot. <laughs> Isn't that cool? He's the he's their lawyer. His yeah. name is Arthur Pym, which is the main character of the only novel length well no the novel that poe ever wrote which is a narrative of arthur gordon pym oh so that's, that's I, feel, cool... I, I feel like i knew that i at least knew yeah. the name pym was poe yeah that's it that's a that's a character but that's a cool character and he's he's a cool dude so i'm glad that he's like in the game again and he's so tired of dealing with this fucking family i know he's and his gruff voice i think he's really cool and he wears gloves sometimes i don't know he's a cool character i'm just glad to see him like outside of star wars a little mm -hmm. bit and just doing something different but being in like a horror thing i think that's really cool because he kind of has the horror background a little bit yeah because he's a he's joker I know. yeah so very smart casting i know he likes to do the same dudes but then like when he gets different people it's exciting yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> well right. i think that's all i have for this week this was a top tier heck yeah. adaptation I think so too. So next next two weeks, Saw three as a palette cleanser. Okay, so this Ooh. is a great great one where we see a lot of Amanda and John is sick and dying of cancer. So we'll have to see how all that turns out in Saw three. Yeah. Saw three is the crossover from John Kramer to Amanda. It is, yeah. And then we have like uh, Mr. Sexy lurking who finally makes his appearance in three, which is Mark Hoffman, who's the yeah. ultimate fan favorite. Like, girl, you gotta get on the saw subreddit, dude. I know. I'll join once, once, <laughs> once we're through this. I'll look okay. into it. Just look into it after after a little while, and then after we do that, we'll watch. Hey, we'll watch episode three. So I think we're like, yeah, episode three, saw three. So no one yeah. will ever get confused as to where we're at. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I'll see, see everybody next week for Saw 3. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. I love the creepy doll that always follows.